Welcome to the Love of Dirt podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host and today we're going to be talking about the best raised beds for Australian climates. So welcome back to another season of the Love of Dirt podcast. Um, this year I'm hoping to get back to the weekly schedule um, so we'll see how we go. I've got a bunch of um, podcasts lined up um, of topics and things that I'm going to be recording in the next couple of weeks so I hope you stay tuned. Um, in today's podcast, I wanted to talk about the best raised beds for us here in the hot Aussie climate. So often I'm asked what are the types that we use in our suburban patch. So I thought I'd just give a breakdown of, um, what we use and, and why, and some other options that you may want to consider. So the, three, the, the main things that you want to consider when it comes to making raised beds are do you have termites that can pose a risk to your house, um, so or white ants, whatever you want to call them. Uh, do you live in a humid or wet climate where wood rots really quickly? Are you concerned about um, chemicals leaching into your soil, um, potentially affecting your plants or the end of life of those raised beds. So what are you going to do with the, the timber once they're, they're finished their job that they were set up to do? And whether or not your setup is going to be a temporary or permanent position. So let's look at the different types. So the first one that sort of comes to mind and probably the thing that's recommended most when you head to the hardware store is going to be treated timber. So treated timber will prevent things like bug bugs and fungi getting getting into the timber and causing it to fail or rot. Um, so these are usually termite resistant. Um, and you can purchase treated pine that is said to be safe for growing food. So you want to look for the ACQ timber, a H4 and above. Um, so it's been water treated and not treated with arsenic, which is potentially bad for your health. So have a, a chat to your local timber yard and for the best advice to see what they recommend. Personally, I'm still on the fence about using treated timber near my organically grown food, um, but people do say it is safe. The other option is hardwood timber. So we live in an area that has a thriving community of white ants or termites. However, we've still opted for untreated hardwood timber for the majority of our garden beds. So I know these beds aren't going to last forever. Um, they're already into them. I know that they're there. But whether or not they do actually leach chemicals into the soil and food we eat or not, the treated versions, I'm sort of more concerned about the end of lifespan. So what happens when the timber eventually rots anyway? It is going to sort of decompose or you're going to have to get rid of it in some respects. So at least I know when they're done, I can just chuck them into the fire pit or add them to a base of a new garden bed to break down without having to worry about it. So the other consideration for us there, total disclaimer, we actually live in a double brick steel frame house. Um, we've got um, termite traps. We don't ever, ever plant gardens near the house. Um, they're, they're a fair distance away from the house. Um, so they aren't really, we, you know, we keep an eye out on them. Having the timber beds isn't a huge risk for us. So that's something that you really need to weigh up when you are setting up um, a raised bed without using uh, untreated timber. 
if you live in a dry climate, um, slightly less humid, <laughs> you might want to look at sourcing some cypress timber. So this one is actually resistant to white ants. Um, it is more expensive and it's a little trickier to source. Um, but unfortunately, it is not resistant to that humidity and it will rot just as fast as white ants will eat it. So if you live in a humid climate like us, it's not really ideal. I do know of some people in Harvey Bay who have used it without any problems, um, but we actually have one, um, uh, I think it was called a veg trug or something like that, and it, it rotted probably within the first season of growing. So it's relative for us um, in terms of, um, I guess, the lifespan of the, the white ants eating it versus um, it rotting anyway. So on top of the timber options, you've also got a corrugated island or, co or collar bond option. So these certainly last the test of time if you're wanting long-term durability. Um, these are definitely the ones to go with. So we've had uh, our little corrugated iron beds for probably about seven years now, and we weren't the first owners. We got them secondhand. Um, so they're super lightweight. We were able to move them when we were renting. So I think we moved them to... Uh, four different places um so it was easy for us to have that infrastructure and just take it with us without sort of having to rebuild um each time we move so you can diy yourself just using corrugated sheets or you can get the ones that are actually curved into shapes that are actually specially designed for veggie patches um so the downside that i've found with them is in the heat of summer, <laughs> um, when the sun hits them directly, it can kind of be a detriment to your plants. Um, so to combat this, it's really important that you make sure that the beds are fully topped up. So the I think the main issues we had was when the plants were actually touching the metal as opposed to the soil touching um, the metal. Um, so that seemed to do more damage than, than the soil. Um, and another thing is we actually have small ones, so I would definitely opt to go for a larger size so that heat can disperse a bit better. The other options are rocks and stones. So you can make raised beds with rocks and stones. Um, whilst I haven't done this in our garden, um, my parents used to do it in, they had garden terraces just made of rocks that they just simply stacked on top of each other. Um, so you may want to avoid concrete as you'll find that that may affect the pH of your soil. Um, and if you are going to use something like bricks, um, make sure you find out where they've come from as some bricks can have some nasty chemicals that can leach out into your soil as well. So just check for that. So usually the best option is just finding rocks that are, are native to your area. So summing up, personally, for me, if I was to go and build a whole heap of raised beds again um, for the long haul, I probably would opt for the corrugated iron or color bond option. I'd go for the bigger size and I would just make sure that my beds were fully topped up in summer and um, go from there. So I'd love to know what um, raised beds you guys love. So please hit me up on the social media so on, I'm always on Instagram probably more often than anything else so hit me up and let me know what type of raised bed you like. Obviously there are pros and cons to even having raised beds versus having um, indirect garden beds um, so yeah definitely heaps of options for you guys out there but yeah let us know. 
So thanks so much for listening. I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe, check out other episodes, or grab some of my free food growing resources. Head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.